Welcome back to the Wednesday deep dive of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. This is Aaron here, and I only have one of my boys here today, but it's the boy I've known the longest. Dr. M, you're making your triumphant return. I am indeed making my triumphant return. Glad to rejoin the podcast for a brief bit. Been a little busy as of late, but... uh, He's been making baller moves right now. Don't let him underwhelm himself here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been an exciting few days, but uh, I'm glad I have a moment to to rejoin and uh, talk some wrestling. Well, we have WrestleMania 32 coming up in, I think, I think we fly out. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we fly out in 32 days. Is that right? 32 or 33? Something yeah. like that. It's like four yeah. weeks from Friday. We fly out. Yep. That's exciting. Um. So we watched Raw last night. That's pretty much what the Wednesday deep dive will be about. It's kind of just Raw and how WrestleMania is shaping up. Um, maybe a few odds and ends that are in the news. Before we get started, just make sure that you follow us on Twitter, BG, at BGB Group on Twitter. Uh, BGBgroup.tumblr.com where you can find all of our programming. Or you can just subscribe on iTunes. That's even easier. Just search Big Gold Belt. You'll find us there. And um, we're working on a new logo, and we're going to probably be joining a new podcast server within the next three to four weeks. So we're going to try and have kind of the relaunch of the podcast with a brand new logo, new server, and everything. So if you subscribe on iTunes, kind of look for updates from us soon. We are going to be making a switch just because we're a little unhappy with our current server. and We want better statistical data and better ways to promote the show. We, um, you'll be able to see the new logo on the new T-shirts we're going to be rocking in Dallas for WrestleMania if you talk to us, we'll probably give you one of our awesome new business cards. Two chains has been getting work done on that. But um, Facebook.com slash Big Gold Belt also. But now all the business stuff is out of the way. Um, Dr. M, I want to talk to you about this um, this Undertaker promo on Raw last night. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this match. Don't get me wrong. and I, I We haven't spoken to you since the Shane McMahon return. I assume you're on board with whatever is going to go down at WrestleMania there. Am I correct in my assumption? I am indeed on board. Okay. Uh, I think uh, definitely a breath of fresh air, and it's exciting to have Shane O'Mac back in WWE. And you know this is going to be a match. Anytime there's a McMahon in a match, you know it's going to be some uh, funny business happening uh, in the match, and it should provide for good entertainment, to say the least. So, uh definitely excited to see what um he and undertaker can do and um excited to see what i imagine is going to be some uh some um interesting interferences and run-ins and all sorts of fun stuff i agree and i want to save some of my predictions for the run-ins and outside involvement when we get more to our preview episode but i agree i think there's going to be a lot of shenanigans there it's going to be a fun of Kind of maybe an old school type feel, main you know one of the main events of WrestleMania. The last time I saw Shane in person was ten years ago, at WrestleMania twenty two. He was involved in his dad's corner against Shawn Michaels. Oh, that's right. Spirit Squad got involved with that. That was Dolph Ziggler's WrestleMania debut as mm-hmm. part of the Spirit Squad. I think he was Nikki, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but the promo on Raw last night, you know, I know we're letting the curse words fly a little more, Vince, but. For The Undertaker to be booked and to be advertised and to come out, do a five-minute entrance only to say maybe three sentences, it felt like a bit, a lot underwhelming to me. And then like Vince kind of rambled on a little more after the fact, like 
it just felt like such a disjointed segment and promo. Yeah, it um, it was a bit <laughs> flat for sure. Um, on the one hand, I liked how concise it was, at least the Undertaker's part, because I've always been at the belief that Undertaker shouldn't say much. Um, but at the same time, I think most, if not all, fans wanted a little bit more explanation as to why he's doing this in the first place. And I guess on the one hand, there's an obvious explanation. If, if Vince McMahon says you're going to be in a match at Mania, you're going to be in a match. Um, so I, in some sense, I guess we should just assume that. But on the other hand, um, it, it, yeah, the whole, the whole segment was just weird. You would think we'd get a little bit more insight. And of course, with over 30 days to go till Mania, WWE has to pr- probably do their best to try to spread things out and, and give all these matches the build um, that they deserve, but I agree. I, I feel I felt like last night they could have offered at least a little bit more uh, with that segment. I guess you know the Undertaker's main point seems to be that he's going to beat Shane up really bad, and like I, I assume that's Undertaker's feelings on it. I don't think it needed to be expressly stated right now until him and Shane are on the show at the same time in the same place. Mm-hmm. I guess I just wish. The Undertaker would have taken a little more um, offense to Vince putting him in a match. Like use, he's being used as a pawn by the Vince right. McMahon character, and for Undertaker not to get upset about that, it just seems silly to me. Like you went from wrestling Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania to wrestling, you know, a mid a mid to late forties non wrestler yeah. in the cell. It just I would have liked for like maybe Vince to bribe him, like you know, give him some motivation. Like if you do this, I'll give you a championship match at SummerSlam or something mm-hmm. like that. Like put some stakes on it for the Undertaker, other than I'm the dead man and I'm gonna make you rest in peace. Like, no yeah. offense, but we've been there before a lot. Yeah, and I mean, in some sense, it's also tricky too because obviously the fans have a great deal of respect for the Undertaker, and you know Shane McMahon, he got a very warm reception when he came back on raw last week and fans are, are happy to see him back there behind him. And so in some sense, I think it could be a little tricky if Vince went that route and, you know, tried to offer some incentive for the undertaker here because some fans, especially the casual ones, right. might say, Oh man, you know, here we have taker aligning with Vince now. And, um, these casual fans who don't know taker very well might, you know, start to to look at him in a negative light, which is what I don't think WWE wants. Uh, or the other so, thing too is like the fans that watch just WrestleMania and that's it every year. They're like, "Wait, Vince is on the Undertaker's side now? That's weird." Yeah, Wait. yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's a tricky situation, uh, <laughs> and thank goodness they have a few more weeks to kind of clear up some some loose ends there because there's definitely a lot of loose ends right now. But, yeah, um, and Shane's going to be on Raw next week from Chicago. I know that he's advertised to appear. And then I think and that's another thing about this segment. I, I feel like Shane should have been on Raw last night too, mm-hmm. um, in some capacity, because it, it sort of kills me when they when not just WWE but any company sort of has a big debut like that, and then we don't see the person for you know a stretch of time. Like, come on, keep up the momentum. You yeah. Know? It was like, I don't think the Vince and Steph promos really did it for me here. 
And like, yeah. I don't feel like this is a hard match to sell me on. Like, the, it's going to be awesome, and I'm really interested in it already. But just like, it would be nice, you know, considering that the angle came out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. help us invest in it a little bit on like a storyline level outside of what was already set up, you know, last week. So, you know, a lot of gripes with it, but like you said, there's still a lot of time to kind of, you know, put some more of those moving parts together and make this legit. And, you know, being one of the top money angles and having the McMahons involved in it, you know they're going to get it there. But considering that was one of the big selling points for watching Raw last night, that was very disappointing. Yeah, it was it was a little flat, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but, uh... I guess one thing we can say is WWE can only go up from here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can I – I have a couple of gripes just about the formatting of it last night. So, like, yeah. you get these main events where you have, like, Roman Reigns or another babyface. Last night it happened to be Dean Ambrose. He gets put in a match with, like, a heel that may or may not have other people that will interfere on their behalf. And, like, the main events don't feel like they're necessarily must-see anymore. It's almost like you have to get through the main event match just to get to whatever the storyline progression event is, you know, you put Roman Reigns in a match with like the league of nations and Roman Reigns beats them all up. And then triple H comes out and beats him down. It's like, well, the storyline progression was that triple H beats him down. Why not just have the main segment be triple H calling out Roman Reigns, at least like, let me know what, I don't know. And then like last night, it's like same thing with Dean Ambrose, almost shot for shot. Obviously he didn't break his face open or anything, but it's kind of like, I don't know, I remember when the main events used to be more than just matches to get through because there was going to be a schmaz ending or like a six-man tag. Um, yeah. yeah, they feel like a stepping stone now. It's more like you could be treating like the US and IC titles more like TV championships where like, you know, shoot that, shoot that main event angle like in the second hour feature and then have the main event be like Kevin Owens in the big show. Like, that was actually a pretty fun match. I like where they're going with whatever that is, even though I thought mm-hmm. the Big Show and Kane had some some beef with Ryback to squash still. They kind of dropped that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I Just give me some sort of a match of substance so I want to tune into the end of Raw because I fast-forwarded through that whole match because I fell asleep <laughs> during Raw last night on my couch. Yeah, there, 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 wasn't, there wasn't a lot to keep folks excited. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the Divas, Doctor. I mean, you are a resident Divas expert. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go ahead and brag a little bit. I called it on recent episodes of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. You know, I think we're headed for a triple threat based on the way the number one contendership match, which felt a little short. Like, they were really starting to get going, and then it just kind of ended. Yeah. Um, the kind of the double pinfall, no contest last night. They are having a rematch on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. which is being taped tonight as we record this on Tuesday. Um, I can only assume that they either there's another draw finish or Charlotte interferes and then they just tell her triple threat. Yeah. Um, I want to know, because I, I kind of got the other guy's opinions about it recently, are you a fan of the triple threat model here or would you prefer it be one-on-one? And um, where do you see them going with the Divas title into and post-WrestleMania? I'm definitely a... Big fan of the triple threat model. Um, so impressed with how all three of these divas have matured since they've come to the main roster. And, you know, I find it strange to say this, but I, f- I feel like of the three, 
uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte have actually come the furthest since they, they've been on the main roster. I agree. Um, you know, Sasha Banks was white hot when she got, when she got called up and it's unfortunate that, um, her momentum kind of got squashed here. And I, I think there was some sort of injury issue she had at some point. Um, but it's, it's unfortunate that WWE didn't really capitalize on just how over she was when she, when she got up there and instead stuck her with team bad and that real, that entire sort of multi three person team storyline that stretched on forever. But with that being said, the triple threat match, I think is the right choice. All three of those ladies deserve to, uh, be on the big stage in, in Dallas in Arlington, I should say coming up soon. And, uh, you know, they're going to put on a great show. They, they, they have great chemistry with each other. They're all going to work well together. And I hope that they get a solid amount of time at WrestleMania. Um, I think it would be a good, I think it'd be a good opening match. Yeah. Like a good, uh, a good 15, 20 minute opener. I think that would be a nice spot for them. Yeah, I could definitely see that being the opener. Um, I could see that, or either, or some sort of multi-man match, maybe being the opener. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for that match. I think all three women deserve to be in it. And uh, as far as 2016 goes, I I have to say I really like what is happening with Charlotte, and would not be upset if she retained at Mania. I, I think that's what's going to happen too. Yeah, she's she's really coming into her own as as a heel, and I particularly appreciated last night on Raw that yeah, she still had uh, her dad with her. But if I remember correctly, her dad didn't say anything on Raw last night. He hasn't said anything on Raw in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's been by her side, but Charlotte has been doing the talking, and she's slowly but surely getting better at developing her heel persona, especially on the mic, and so. Uh, yeah, just looking forward to seeing what she does and um, going forward. And and I think she has the potential to hold that Divas title for a while, maybe possibly up through SummerSlam. Yeah, I, that's where I see it heading to. I think there's a lot more – there's more stories to be told with people chasing mm-hmm. Charlotte as opposed to, you know, cashing those chips in right now when she's just really getting momentum, like you said. Right. And then, you know, that might be a nice spot for bringing Bailey finally in, whether she's the one that takes down Charlotte or maybe when an eventual babyface Sasha Banks finally gets that title, then you bring up the girl that she never beat one-on-one. Yeah, indeed. Or, or you could save that for more WrestleMania season next year. I think that's a match that's a WrestleMania, you know, it main event at NXT. Like, certainly it has a place mm-hmm. on a big four card. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the other divas angle that they started pushing last night, and it's been happening on social media as well, is Lana and Brie Bella. Yeah, that that seems to come out of nowhere. Now, um, I'd like to think Brie will get some sort of a spot at Mania, being that this will probably be her last WrestleMania as on the active roster. I wonder if it's going to be more of a case of Brie Bella and the baby faces versus Lana in her first match and the heels. Oh, that's a good question. I don't, I never, I didn't think about it like that. I would be pleasantly surprised if the divas got more than one mania spot. Um, cause it's, it's my sense that, um, 
as is typical of WWE, the, the rest of the Divas might get lumped into some multi-person match maybe on the pre-show. Yeah, and I think that might be a good spot for it based on the fact they really haven't set too much into motion yet. Yeah. Just to get those guys on the card because, like, it's weird. It would be weird for me for Paige not to perform at WrestleMania in some capacity. Yeah. She's, like, 23 years old and they're not really doing much with her right now. And she's probably – you'd have to maybe – you have to maybe put you know Sasha Banks in this conversation, but she might be the best female worker in that company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, this isn't a good time for uh, the Brits in WWE right now. Paige has <laughs> kind of been moved out of the picture, and Wade Barrett is apparently uh, leaving in June. So uh, and Neville's doing squat right her. now. Yeah, he gets yeah. kind of like shoehorned uh, into random six man things when they didn't like insert high flying babyface here. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like that emoticon yeah. of WWE right now. Right, yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, I this this whole Lana and Brie Bella thing did seem to come out of nowhere, but I have to say I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where it goes. I am too. Uh, because I from from what I hear, Lana is actually pretty decent in the ring and I don't think we really got to to see what she's capable of when she had that sort of mini feud with Summer Rae last year. And uh, so if this leads to an extended feud in a match, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out. Yeah, I I think, like you said, I think the pre-show might be a good spot for whatever that ends up being. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they're going to have, excuse me, some sort of a young heel win the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, and I would almost prefer that beyond the main show if like someone like a Braun Strowman were to win it. Yeah. It'd be nice to get that some proper shine because it was it debuted on the main show when we were in New Orleans. Yeah. When Cesaro won it and gosh I wish Cesaro was gonna be there this year, man. I know. I'm pretty bummed that he's he's out of it and yeah, just uh WWE can't catch a break with these injuries. Um Wanted to ask you a couple questions about AJ Styles and Chris Jericho. Yeah. Or why to AJ, if you will. So it almost seemed like Jericho was starting to challenge them to a tag title shot at WrestleMania, and then he paused and said, Raw next week. Yeah. Where's this headed? Uh, I think this is definitely headed to a Jericho heel turn. Okay, that's what I thought Um, too. Which I'm all for. I I think. I've always thought Jericho is at his best as a heel. And, uh, yeah, it would, I think it would be great to, to see AJ get a solid singles match with Jericho in front of almost 100,000 people at Mania. That might actually be the opener now that I sit here and think about it. That, yeah, might, that, might, be, see that. that might be a better opener now that I think about it. Um, so do you think they do another straight-up match, or do you think they put a stip on it? Like, I was thinking submission match because Jericho being a technical wrestler got tapped out at Fastlane. I feel like that yeah. might be his way to avenge that and give him some steam is to make it a, a submission match. But, like, AJ Styles is more of a high-impact, you know, high-flying kind of guy. Like, yeah, he has that one submission move. But when I think submission yeah. wrestling, I don't think him. So, like, is it just another match with a grudge added to it now? Or what do you think? Yeah, you know, if... My first thought actually was um, an I quit match, actually. Um, Do you think that they have enough place on the card for that many hardcore style gimmicks? And see, that's 
And the, that, I'm glad you brought that up because the problem with the I Quit match is that, you know, we're apparently going with this Dean Ambrose Brock Lesnar match, um, which is going to be, you know, hardcore and brutal in itself. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it seems like some sort of submission match is going to um, be be the way to go, or some kind of wonky stipulation where Jericho, where like AJ. I could see Jericho, for example, proposing something where like AJ has to like, for lack of a better term, be his servant or something if he, if he uh, <laughs> loses, you know, um, or something like humiliating for AJ if AJ loses. Eat out of a uh, trough like a like a southern pig. <laughs> uh, but either way, I, honestly, I wouldn't even I wouldn't be upset if it was just a traditional match. Um, you know, label it a grudge match or something, uh, because all of their matches they've had so far, I've enjoyed all of them and uh, would. But I don't think they've. Go- I don't think they've achieved the best match they could yet, and maybe that's the point: is they're mm-hmm. saving it for Mania. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, again, timing would be an issue, but maybe a two out of three falls match, or I don't know. Yeah, something. We'll have yeah. to see where it goes, but I. I I agree. I think I see maybe like Jericho getting slighted somehow in that tag title match and starting Mm -hmm. and turning on AJ either that night or shortly thereafter. So let me ask you though, what does, where do you, what do you see the new day doing at at WrestleMania? Man, I gotta tell you, I'm getting a little frustrated with, with the whole new day build towards WrestleMania. And we're talking about probably since, you know, mid last year, probably a top three, you know, as far as entertainment value and week to week consistency, a top three act in WWE. And they're not they're not really building they're not giving them the type of build that I would expect for a top three entertainment act in the company at your biggest show of the year, other than like them keeping like making fun of the League of Nations. Meanwhile, the League of Nations are more of a storyline device for the main event scene, it seems like. They're not really part of the main event scene, but they're like Pawns for the authority, which like that's fine if that's their purpose, but give the new day someone credible to compete against. Um, mm-hmm. And then the new day are kind of being serviced, you know, in the next week or so as a as a device for the AJ and Chris Jericho storyline. So like, I'm getting pretty frustrated with the whole thing myself. Um, where I think it heads, well, it seems like Rusev with his body slam challenge, maybe kind of a a big piece of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And then, like, Wade Barrett doesn't seem like he's going to get a match at WrestleMania other than maybe the Battle Royal. So that leaves, like, Sheamus and and um, ADR representing the League of Nations against the New Day. But, like, I don't want to see that match. I'm not going to lie. The New Day no, are baby faces. Like, what's... They should have... They should have saved the Usos return for WrestleMania at this rate. Or bring up Enzo and Cass yeah. early and have them make that challenge or something. It's just something to get me excited for the New Day because yeah. I, I just think it's I, kind of bogus. I have to tell you, yeah, I have to tell you, uh, I definitely get the frustration with New Day. and um, I, like you, I have no desire to see them face the League of Nations at WrestleMania. Um, I think the League of Nations is largely useless it's dumb they're a bunch of jobbers they job in the main event every week so then the authority actually has to come out and get their hands dirty yeah and and 
Yeah, I, I think that group needs to be broken up immediately. Um, and I, I have to tell you how unhappy I was when I saw last night that Del Rio looked to still be uh, um, in some sort of involvement with Kalisto. Like, please stop the pain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and can we just talk for a moment? I, and I feel like you guys have talked about this on the podcast before. But stop uh, the pain. That was funny. That awful Del Rio finisher. I I cannot stand it. Like, and it seems like every week when he does that stupid move off the ropes, like every week I, I develop more of an aversion to it. Like I st- I start like cringing almost. Like, because it's so stupid and so unrealistic. And I, I just wish he would just go back to the, the arm bar thing that he used to do or just do something else completely. Um, but anywho, sorry, that was my rant. But, uh, <laughs> His return I, has stunk. <laughs> Mex America and the League of Nations. What the? Yeah. Um, I'm holding out hope, though, that uh, Enzo and Cass, especially since they are – if I read, if I'm hearing, hearing correctly, they're slated to be at that uh, the WWE Roadblock show. Yeah, uh, we haven't mentioned that yet. That they changed the March to WrestleMania special to what appears to be a mini pay per view. It's two and a half hours called WWE Roadblock. I wish they would just start calling these things in your house, like the good old days when it was great. like a like a mini yeah. offbeat pay per view. Just call it in your house and make put a house logo on it and make me feel good about things. Just do that it. That would be great. I, I would welcome that. Yeah. Where it's not, but, uh, not really I'm like a huge main event. That, uh, that this show is where Enzo and Cass sort of make their mark and, and sort of insert themselves into a feud with the New Day. I mean, the tag division's a little light right now until the New Day drop those straps. Like, the New Day has beaten everybody. I don't want yeah, to like, I, I, see him wearing to wrestle I a bunch of jabronis. At, the, uh, right. Uh, and I don't get what's happening with the with the Dudleys um, and the Usos. I mean, yeah, I guess they have their own feud going, which is okay. But I think I'm going to be seeing uh, those guys really... wrestle at the house show I'm going to on Sunday because they're both oh, they're yeah. both advertised for it. Yeah, well, that should be cool. The New Day was originally advertised, and now they're not, so I'm a little sad. But yeah. I like the Dudley Boys, you know. Yeah, I get to see AJ on Sunday. I'm excited about that. Nice. There's gonna be um, it's they're advertising KO versus Ambrose in a street fight for the IC title. Uh, Kali- I get to see your favorite match ever, Kalisto versus ADR. Oh jeez! For the US, I get to see um, Charlotte versus Becky. Mm-hmm. Neville's advertised. AJ's advertised. Um, I'm forgetting a few people, the Dudleys and the Usos, obviously, but. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be reporting on that, by the way. I don't know if it'll be on this Sunday's three-count or if it'll be next week, but you'll get my review. Mm-hmm. It was my birthday present from my wife. We're, go- we're both going to the, the house show on Sunday. In Mo- in, uh, there you go. Moline, Illinois, if you're there. I don't know how you know what I look like because you don't, but um, just shout out BGB, and if, if I hear you, I'll shout you back out. There you go. Um, so I have to ask you um, – would it be fair to say that Dean Ambrose is, if not the MVP of WWE right now, one of them? Dean Ambrose is the number one babyface in WWE right now for all intents and purposes because you're shoehorning a guy with a look into the main event and when the, your top heel at the moment beats him down at the end of Raw, they get yes chance. 
If they were doing that to Dean Ambrose, it wouldn't happen because it didn't happen when it happened this week on Raw in the main event. Right. There's a lot of people, some of them are interacting with us on Twitter, um, suggesting that Dean should su- have a surprise win of this title at Roadblock and then really mix up the main event scene. Maybe you have Dean versus Brock and then Triple H and Roman and then the winners go on to face each other in the main event. Maybe that's where you get Dean versus Roman and Roman turns on him and wins the title and turns heel finally. That's totally right. not – it's not what's going to happen. How, right. how do you put someone in a street fight with Brock Lesnar, have him win, and then wrestle again? Doesn't make right. sense. Yeah. Um, what's going to happen is either Dean's going to lose clean or Brock is going to interfere on behalf of Triple H. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely predicting a, a Brock interference, and I'm, I'm predicting – like all of Dean's previous title matches, he's going to get close. Um, get close. It's going to be an excellent match, and he's going to have the fa- have the fans on the edge of their seats and come up just short. And I, I firmly believe this is part of a bigger plan to to really get us to sympathize with Dean Ambrose. Yep. And yep. So that day when he finally wins it, it's going to feel special. Yes, and. I'm excited, you know, obviously I think the match result is kind of, you know, we know how it's going to go down, but, I mean, I think we're pretty fortunate to get to see champion Triple H wrestle Dean Ambrose. That's probably never going to happen again. So we get to get this match. But you're absolutely right. He's he's over. The thing that I think WWE maybe is a little, they hold back with him a little bit because his promos aren't like Austin where you're coming out there drinking beer or your Daniel Bryan coming out there with the yes chant, like he's more subtle. He has a lot of like really funny one-liners that he throws in that makes the heel look bad. Like Triple H beats him down, tells him he got he has his title shot, and then Dean goes, "Honor, thanks, man." And then Triple H is like, "Are you kidding me?" He goes back out and beats him up more. That type of stuff is why we love Dean Ambrose. He's different. Absolutely. It's like if Roddy Piper had actually been in the main event, which he should have been, but Hogan had that spot on lock. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, he's great. He's one of the things I look forward to on a week-to-week basis. Um, I'm really excited to see Dean uh, main event this Sunday at the house show. Last mm-hmm. time I was in that arena for SmackDown, he main evented against Seth Rollins on SmackDown, so... Oh, nice. We've got a lot of good Dean Ambrose moments. It would be amazing for a Seth Rollins appearance in his hometown in Moline this weekend, by the way. So oh, Seth Rollins, I know him. you're listening. You need to come hang out. He has his um he has a wrestling school at the CrossFit in Moline uh-huh. with one of his former wrestling partners. Um it's called Black and Brave uh-huh. in Moline. And so it would be cool to see Seth Rollins there, but I think that there's more money to be made at SummerSlam for that return. <laughs> Myself, yeah. I I was mad they had Seth Rollins on the Slammies. Um, I think they should we should not see him again until his return. I just thought, by the way, of a perfect stipulation for the AJ Chris Jericho match at WrestleMania. You ready for this? What is it? If AJ loses, he has to assume the AJ Lee gimmick, complete with short jean shorts, tall converses, and a diced up shirt with a spider and love written on it. And he should skip out to the ring to the AJ theme music. And he will be forever known as AJ Styles Lee. Think about well, it. It works. That would be something for sure. <laughs> and then he can start like a love angle with Kane to give Kane something to do. 
there you go. I'd be uh, curious to see how that uh, PG rating holds up there. But uh, <laughs> it would but, be like uh, he could tag with you Goldust. Can't, you can't. You can't say it wouldn't be entertaining. You can't. And I want. I just think it would be funny to see someone dressed up like AJ Lee doing the Styles Clash and that springboard off of the ropes. And <laughs> <laughs> what was AJ Lee's finish? The um, that what was that that um, was it called? The Widows. The what was it called? Like that. I thought it was like the octopus or something. I thought it was the Black Widow. Yep. The Black Widow, there you go. I want to see him do the Black Widow in jean shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, he might be one of a few people who wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I was watching some TNA videos of Jay Lethal this weekend because I I just wanted to watch Black Machismo. Um, there was the time when Ric Flair had a stable called Fortune. It was like all these rich guys, and AJ was in like a suit, it was clean shaven, and it's just like so different from his look now. And then I put this up on our Facebook page. Jay Lethal comes out, and he is like impersonating Ric Flair. And Ric Flair's like getting oh, mad and yeah. yelling at him again. And he's just—I like, know exactly he's what like, you're talking. Space about. Mountain's been closed for a long time, Daddy. It's like you don't know about Space Mountain. All these girls want to ride, except that fat one in the front row. <laughs> it's so good. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh That's probably gosh. one of my favorite ever segments TNA's ever done. I, and I would just always die when he would come out as Black Machismo, and he'd be like, re- ready to cut a promo. He'd be like, Elizabeth, where's Liz? <laughs> <laughs> He's so talented oh in the ring and on the mic. That's why he's the ROH World Champion, and we're going to see him in Dallas, and I'm so excited for Jay Lethal. But you know what I read? Truth Martini worked an injury angle at the tapings that they just did because he had to go get some um, some neck surgery upkeep from his neck issues that he's had for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to see Truth Martini in Dallas. I'm so sad. I love Truth Martini. Yeah, that sucks if uh... – if he's going to be sidelined, are you? Did you um? Did you listen to the Colt Cabana podcast episode? With, it was the second Truth Martini one where he tells the story about the Canadian border. No, I didn't listen to it, but I saw um, online someone had sort of given a summary of the story. It's you have and, to uh, listen to it. It's so it's, good. Uh, it's quite the story. It's so good. <laughs> I think they have like a T-shirt about it on Pro Wrestling Tees right now. Um, yeah. That episode and the other good Cabana episode is the one where um, Domino, uh, a.k.a. – oh, gosh, what's his ego by now? Um, Cliff Compton, when he goes to, like, uh-huh. Africa to wrestle, and there's all this crazy uh-huh. stuff that happens and his trip to Africa. It's it's a great story. Um, what are we missing from Raw? We talked about the tags. We talked about – oh, I know what I wanted to ask you because you're a huge Kevin Owens fan. Um they're going to stick Kevin Owens in a multi-man match for the IC title at WrestleMania, aren't they? They're really going to do that. Yeah, it's looking like it, which is uh, very unfortunate. I was I was hoping, like uh, I think we predicted some time ago, that we would get the ready-made Kevin Owens-Semi Zayn match yeah. at Mania. Um, and maybe they're going to get there with that... that um the roadblock pay-per-view he Maybe was so. Kevin Owens was advertised for it but now it says he's advertised for a house show in um Atlantic City the same night oh really oh that's so I, I thought because I know I know Sami Zayn is supposed to be at roadblock for maybe yeah. a dark match or NXT taping or something like 
I don't yeah, understand I, why AJ Styles gets a singles match at Mania, but Kevin Owens doesn't. When Kevin Owens in the the grand hierarchy of what WWE is not WWE is right now is far more important and integral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely I agree. It's it's questionable booking to say the least, and uh, yeah, I just I do not understand why WWE hasn't pulled the trigger on. And this is not the first time WWE has done this. Like ready-made feuds that would write themselves and produce great matches, mm-hmm. and they just haven't pulled the trigger. And I, I just don't get it with this one. It's not like uh, you need Sami Zayn to be exclusive to NXT because, like, we all—if you've read spoilers—you know where they're headed for Takeover Dallas. Yeah, and like you could still do the Kevin Owens thing on top of what Sami Zayn's doing at Takeover. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just as confused as you are on the one hand. Uh, I'm, I'm just happy to see Kevin Owens get a spot on the big stage at mania. Um, and I will say that I'd much prefer to see him in a multi-man match than what I had a scary thought about last night. It was like, I really hope they're not building to, uh, some sort of payoff match between Owens and Big Show at Mania because I don't care to see that. You know, I honestly uh, wouldn't necessarily mind it if he kept, like, toying with Owens and, like, uh-huh. building up to, like, where Kevin Owens gives him, like, a freaking moonsault at uh-huh. WrestleMania. That would be kind of a WrestleMania moment for him in a way. Yeah, that's um, true. Uh, but I agree. It's, it, it's kind of... I, the Big Show in any singles match is tough at WrestleMania at this yeah. point. Big Show, yeah. Braun Strowman, one-on-one, you could probably sell me on. But I don't understand why the Big Show is not mad at Ryback after Ryback's turn <laughs> last week. Ryback's just coming out being mean-mugging everybody. You know what match Ryback would be best served for at WrestleMania? Can I just tell you? Ryback mm-hmm. versus Kalisto for the United States Championship. You have you know rejuvenated I, I mean Ryback against little Kalisto. Mm-hmm. So much movement and power in that match. I would love it. I, I agree with that. I would actually be completely okay with that match. And maybe that's where they're headed, uh, and I just don't know it yet. But that's I don't. Maybe know. so. And put the U.S. Know, title Kaliso on. Can, put it on Ryback, and don't take it off of him for a year. Well, yeah, that would be interesting. Don't take it off of him for a year. Have him be, have him squash like all these guys. Like make that title something that like the social outcast can go for. Or Neville can go for all these guys that are like kind of in the lower mid card. Send the Miz yeah. at him. Send, you know, maybe that could be a starter feud for some of these NXT guys that come up. Um, mm-hmm. Send like a you know a leaving Wade Barrett at him because the crowd will cheer Wade Barrett because they know he's on his way out. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's a good use of Ryback right now. He's not gonna mm-hmm. sniff the main event anytime soon. You might as well have him in his own little featured thing. Yeah, I think with this uh, this new persona that he's developing, um, it, it would I would actually would not mind seeing him in a, in a more featured role because whatever he was trying to do before just was constantly falling flat. So uh, I think you're right; that would be a great use of him. Um, he'd certainly be used better than. Uh, can we just quickly talk about what in the world is happening with the Wyatt family? Um, I don't know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. They're not feuding with, like, the big show's contingent anymore. It seems that we're past that. They've been coming out and, like, dominating people. And and he keeps saying that they're going to 
they're they're coming to take everyone down and like he seems like he's alluding to someone in these promos um i i have no idea who they're talking about you think they would make their intentions known here relatively soon you know they've pretty much beaten up the entire lower mid card like i guess i'm just wondering who's left that would be a meaningful match for them yeah i mean i've heard some rumblings uh that um Possib- there's a possibility of something with this this um, new Bullet Club faction coming in. Ooh, um, that could be fun. Which, which would be a very fun match, but it God, would is so be great. another tricky match in terms of booking because with this new faction coming in, I would think you'd want the new faction to get off to a strong start and win, but that would mean another loss for the Wyatts at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's the uh, thing, isn't it? And, and so it would be tricky. It would be fun to watch for sure, but but tricky. And yeah, I'm I'm just baffled by what's happening with the Wyatts. And you know, I as I've, I think I've stated on the podcast before, I'm such a huge fan of Luke Harper in particular. Yes, I think he's the best worker in the Wyatt family. And he's wrestling and, Brock and at that Roadblock pay per view, by the way. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. it's Luke Harper versus Brock Lesnar. So at least, I mean, I think that that means a lot in the sense that, you know, WWE isn't just going to put anybody in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Um, But I I feel like so much more could have been done with him by this point. And uh, even within the group of the Wyatt family, I feel like he could have had, he could have a much more prominent role. Uh, And so, yeah, he at least got to be in the, the ladder match at Mania last year, but, you know, he's constantly being overshadowed by Bray Wyatt who just talks more often than not whereas and Braun now too and Braun yeah, Strowman too now. well the, I think he suffers from being an incredible worker in a faction where they all have kind of the same look and gimmick he's never going to yeah. stand out as part of the Wyatts but it's a nice spot he's yeah. going to get consistent work those guys are headlining house shows on the um, the touring group opposite of the one I'm seeing this upcoming weekend um mm-hmm. Uh, you know, looking at who kind of seems like they have a spot, you know, in terms of like who could, who the Wyatts could work. You can take Triple H out. You can take Roman out. All these guys that have pre-established feuds or even announced matches for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. The only spot left, it seems like, for the Wyatts is either to go in a, you know one of these multi-man matches that we know are going to happen, or the Wyatts versus the New Day. Ah. And I'm that's so random, like you, but like they don't really seem like they're going there with this League of Nations thing with the New Day. I just wonder what they need to kind of do to get off the pot with the New Day and with the Wyatts, whatever it is they're doing with them at Mania soon, because it just feels like the longer we wait, the more they're getting lost in the shuffle. And it's just weird to me. You put a guy up against John Cena and the Undertaker in his first two WrestleManias, and then what? You're gonna stick him in the Andre Battle Royal? The year after yeah. that, that's just, it's not like Bray Wyatt's done anything bad. It's just, at some point, the guy's got to go after a title. And maybe Bray Wyatt versus Kevin Owens would be the spot for that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty shocked that uh, Bray Wyatt has not had any championships by now. And the one person who has had a championship is Luke Harper. <laughs> so. did, well, hold on. Didn't him and didn't Harper and Rowan hold the tag straps, or did they never get them? No, they never got them. Okay. 
You're right. They never yeah. beat the Usos for those when they had that feud. Yeah, just Harper with the Intercontinental title, um, which was a very a very short um, stint with the title too. So the other the other thing I could think of for the Wyatts is they keep saying they're going to take down the establishment or whatever. What if it was revealed in the next two to three weeks that Shane McMahon has the Wyatts in his corner at WrestleMania? That could be interesting because I, I would support that for sure because you know pairing Shane with them can only I think do good for them um, in the long run um, in terms of getting them some much needed um, heat and electricity uh, attention. Uh, I saw um, we follow on Twitter um, a guy by the name of Justin Labar who seems to be WrestleZone, yeah, popular in terms of his opinions and. Justin Labar is suggesting that Shane McMahon uh, might have a bulletproof plan to beat The Undertaker, alluding to um, the possible Bullet Club faction coming in. You'd have um, to bring Finn Balor with that, just because no one in the hard, in like the not hardcore audience, is going to know who Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson are. Yeah, and, and I don't think Nakamura is going to be part of that group. I'm just saying that right now. A lot of people associate him like. They're bringing the Bullet Club in. Nakamura was in the Bullet Club. Nakamura was never in the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. He was in the Chaos faction in New Japan. Let's just be clear here. Yeah. And I mean, some fans might remember Gallows from the Straight Edge Society. Uh, but yeah, I doubt they would have any idea who Carl Anderson is, for example. So Yeah. Yep. Well... You know what? Now that now that we talk about that more, I think that's exactly what's going to happen with the Wyatts. They're going to get put in that. I mean, you could can't you just see Braun Strowman ripping the door off of the cell? Yeah, I can just picture that, and what a moment that would be too. Yeah, and I mean, and then I think that would be because there was a rumor of a, a Strowman Undertaker match at WrestleMania, which I was completely against, but. If we got a spot where you know Shane employs the Wyatts and Braun does have that moment of ripping the door off, then at least there would be some sort of reason behind a Strowman Undertaker feud, and I could I could kind of get behind it from a, a logical perspective. Yeah, yeah, and I think <clears throat> that and, and that is more meaningful. The Wyatts being in that spot for that role than anything else that's left on the table that they could possibly do. Yeah, I think you're right. What a great gosh! Why haven't they hired us yet? Like seriously, I don't understand because we've come up with some <laughs> some quite good ideas. I mean, we're giving them the Wyatts as part of the Shane McMahon storyline and AJ Styles Lee. Come on! And I mean, I've already suggested multiple times uh, about turning Roman heel and putting him with his cousins. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand why we haven't been hired. WWE, just let us know at BGB Group on Twitter. We'll DM you. We'll work something out. We're going to be in Dallas. We can come. We can iron out the details. We'll be in town. Yeah, sit in on some meetings. You yeah. know, just bring the barbecue for us. We're we're going to get our eat on. Bring the barbecue. Bring uh, a couple checks, and uh, we'll <laughs> go from there. <laughs> oh man, are we missing anything? I think we've uh, we've covered everything. Uh, I can't believe that we're coming up near the 30-day mark for yes. the countdown to WrestleMania. Yes. Can I, just uh, looking at what's maybe on the dock for the WrestleMania card or NXT or Ring of Honor, what are, what are you most excited for at this point as, you know, for the trip? Oh, that's a good question. I, 
I'd have to say I'm most excited right now for TakeOver Dallas. Um, to, to get to see Nakamura live mm-hmm. for the first time is going to be a great experience. And uh, to to get to see NXT in sort of a WrestleMania feel. That's going to be yeah. such a crazy show, man. Yeah, indeed. Um, and Bailey Osaka, mm-hmm. I can't wait for that match. Yeah, yeah. That's the match we've been waiting for since the other three horsewomen went up. That's the match right there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, obviously, WWE still has some things to work out. But I think WrestleMania can come together and shape itself into a pretty nice-looking card, too, um, which is an accomplishment based on just the the star power that's not here in WWE right now. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great weekend all around. We're going to see a lot of wrestling. Like, I keep trying to prep my wife for this. Like, we're going to three shows that weekend, just to be clear. Um, Your poor wife. Yeah, she's going to one this weekend, too. She's a saint. Um, I'm excited for the Nakamura thing. I'm excited. I don't think that this Joe Finn Balor match is going to end the way that many people expect. I think something's going to happen, Uh, something big. And. that I'm excited to see to see how that turns out. I'm excited for I think the Dean Ambrose Brock Lesnar match is the match I'm most looking forward to at WrestleMania itself at this point. With with the Cell match being a close second, um, the main event I still don't think has enough heat on it for me to be worked up about it yet. But there's time. Yeah, I think the the angle they shot with Roman Reigns last week on Raw was a nice was a step in the right direction. It was a I think that was a good step. It's just the follow-up. Now, like, it seems like with Roman Reigns, I thought about this today, it seems like in order to not have the Daniel Bryan thing be repeated where, like, the crowd kind of forces your hand so much, they're just making – they're just jobbing out all of the people we would prefer instead ahead of time. You look at Fastlane last year, and Roman Reigns went over clean on Daniel Bryan. It's like, all right, Daniel Bryan's – He's not as good as Roman. We we just established this. And now you're going to have Triple H beat Dean Ambrose. So it's like, all right, Dean's not the champion guy right now. How about Roman Reigns? It's uh-huh. just, it just seems like there's so much lead work to make this baby face thing work. Yeah. And, and yeah, Roman ultimately, I just, I just don't think – it may be a can, uh, but I, I just think WWE is – well, I hope they'll – see that I think there's more opportunity in having him as a smarmy mega heel. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, either way, it's WrestleMania. It's going to be a great show. Um, so looking forward to the trip and uh, being in Dallas and Arlington and uh, all that all that barbecue and Tex-Mex we're going to consume. So uh, it should it should be fun and just a plug for a future event. I also have to tell you, I'm very excited for the Global Cruiserweight Series. When does that start again? In May or June? I maybe even July. I think I don't know. I think you might be right. Um, but uh, I'm very excited to see how that sort of manifests itself. You got to bring uh, some guys and, in. Yeah, yeah, and um, there's a couple guys I follow on the indie scene that I would love to see part as part of this tournament. Such and, as? Uh, so here in Ohio, um, there's a, well, there was a, there's a now defunct promotion called prime wrestling, uh, where Johnny Gargano 
came from. I used to watch him all the time, uh, late Saturday, late Sunday nights, actually on our local TV here. Cool. Um, but also in there, in that promotion, uh, there's a guy by the name of Michael Facade, who kind of has like a, uh, a, a, a gangster graffiti spray painter type gimmick. Hmm. Um, he's really awesome in the ring. Uh, Gregory Iron, who I've heard of is, him. Yeah, he um, is, if not the only wrestler, then one of the few wrestlers that wrestles with uh, Cerebral Palsy. Wow. And um, he's also very good in the ring. Uh, both guys are cruiserweights, and I would love to see them as part of it. Wow. And uh, I imagine a lot of these the guys from Evolve will be a part of it just because WWE has that working relationship. Now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So... That, yeah, I'm. I'm. I forgot that was kind of on the horizon because I've just been thinking about WrestleMania so much. Yeah, that's something to look forward to for sure. As well as the yearly call-ups from NXT post WrestleMania. Oh yeah, the good old post WrestleMania RAW. Can't wait. I wish we were going to be there for it, but we all can't stay that long, unfortunately. Yeah. I couldn't Indeed. talk my wife into a fourth show that weekend. Plus, we need to get back and, you know, make the money to pay for it all. So. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it, Dr. M. It was uh, nice to catch up with you on all things wrestling. And um, we'll get back with these guys again on Sunday's three-count episode. You can look forward to that. It's uh, three quick wrestling topics to get your week started. And hopefully, um, I guess we'll have some sort of a preview next week for this Roadblock show that comes up a week from Saturday on the 12th of March. Um, it's weird that it's already going to be the 12th of March in a week. Time yeah, flies. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Pretty insane. Time flies, man. And then we have a good NXT to look forward to tonight as people listen to this for the Wednesday Deep Dive. Um, kind of building to the TakeOver Dallas special and the debut of uh, Austin Aries. That will be exciting, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, for Dr. M, this is Aaron. Again, bgbgroup.tumblr.com and at bgbgroup on Twitter. Look forward to the the, the relaunch, um, v 2 if you will. Throwing back to Matt Hardy, v one nah. Um You like that? I like that. Um, I want to get a V1 shirt. Hopefully I can find one of those on eBay. That would be sweet. Um, but look forward to kind of the relaunch here soon. New server, new logo, same gold standard of wrestling podcasting. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening.